0: Now over to Kent Brockman with some grim economic news. The economic slump
1: began last spring when the government closed Fort Springfield, devastating the city's liquor and prostitution industries. Now, at the risk of being unpopular, this reporter places the blame for all of this squarely
2: on you, the viewers.
1: Welcome to Divisive Issues, a spoiler-filled, foul-mouthed comic book podcast where we talk about controversial comic books. I'm Ryan.
2: I'm Sly. I'm Phil.
0: And I'm Daryl. Or am I? That's a good question.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't have a face.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a less good seg.
1: Yeah, but uh,
3: so, for this topic uh, of this episode, we're going to be talking about the question. And if you don't know what the question is... Wait, what question? Who's on first?
1: Oh, Jesus. Here we go. This is going to be our highest yeah. brow episode yet. Yeah. If you watched uh, watch, if you watched The Red
3: Watchmen. Uh, Who watches should... The Watchmen? Hopefully, our listeners. Yeah. Right, guys.
0: Or the people that watch the movie.
3: Or the people watch our podcast because they're watchers, they're not listeners, according guys, to me. Guys, I hate this episode already.
0: This <laughs> <laughs> is very bad. This is very bad content. Can you please form that in a phrase of like a question? <laughs>
2: like, I hate this, is... this episode already. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, Rorschach
3: from The Watchmen. Uh, was actually, the, originally the question. And who is the question, you may ask? So, to get to the question, uh, the character, not We're the gonna actual... We're talk
1: about the Watchmen stuff in further detail. Yeah, in further
3: detail later on, as it gets relevant. But first, we'll talk about the question, the character, not the uh, actual concept of a question. Yeah, we can just
0: <laughs> refer to him as Vic Sage.
3: Vic Sage. Vic Sage, Secret of Duty, Vic Sage. So, Vic Sage uh, was created by Steve D- Ditko. And you might not know who he is, but he is probably... Easily one of the top five most important and comic book creators of all time. He co-created Spider-Man. He co-created um, Doctor Strange. And, and more famously, the Blue Beetle. Oh Yeah, of course. Uh, I'm assuming you guys know who Spider-Man is. He's kind of a obscure character. But,
2: uh, <laughs> I know Blue Beetle. I don't know Spider-Man.
3: Yeah, but... <laughs> um, uh, so T. is really well known in the comic community. Like He might not be mainstream like Stan Lee... But like, if you know anything about comics, you know Steve Ditko because like so many writers, including Alan Moore with Watchmen, paid homage to Steve Ditko because they love his work.
1: Well, one of the reasons why Steve Ditko doesn't get talked about like to the level that like Stan Lee or Jack Kirby does is because he like disappeared he did like a jd salinger oh yeah and Was yeah. like i don't want to deal with anyone ever again i'm just gonna go hide
3: well he said he's like you know he said like i want my work to i want my fans to love my work and not me like so i'm just gonna so i'm gonna be an asshole he <laughs> is kind of an asshole but that's i, I kind of i always, always kind of respect that maybe because i'm an asshole myself <laughs> i'd rather i've rather my
0: fellow asshole <laughs> i would
3: rather my fans uh know my work than like have my personality reflect on how they view
0: my work but which that's is too, why you're on a comic book
1: Yeah, podcast. it's too late to plead for that now. <laughs> yeah.
3: But uh, so don't think about my personality. About <laughs> my, my toxic fucking problematic personality. Well, I will personality.
1: admit that your work is much better than your personality. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, God. My work is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Steve
3: Ditko, the important thing you have to know about Steve Ditko, is he is a huge Ayn Rand objectivist libertarian. And that's what he loves writing. Even when he wrote Spider Man, the way uh, he, he would. Um, the Marvel method of doing comics was Stanley will have the basic outline and basically. Steve Ditko will do the actual layouts and basically the plot pacing, and Stan Lee will then write in the dialogue afterwards. And he will write in the scenes where, like, Spider Man will yell at some protesters saying, Get a job, you fucking hippies. Oh, yeah, who's <laughs>
0: yeah. that guy? Yeah, yeah.
3: and, uh, but then Stan Lee later on will write it saying, good, good job, kids, keep up the good work, fight the power, and stuff like that, because Stan Lee was a big liberal, and that's kind of probably why the two of them, like, split after, like, 25 issues. And the DC will the same thing, because uh, DCA and Marvel, he uh, had tr- issues with editorial. So he often worked with a company called Charleston Comics, where he did his own creative individual stuff, and that's where he created the Question.
1: Yes. Who is Question, Ryan? So, uh, first we're, we're going to talk about his first appearance in Blue Beetle number one, which came out in 1967, and the famous issue. The famous issue. Hey, I have it. No, <laughs> Joe has it. I have the first Blue Beetle. That's not a point. And you have Joe. (laughs) I have Joe. (laughs) So, the question is Vic Sage. He's a TV anchor and reporter. And this issue is both written and drawn by Steve Ditko. Yep. And like Sly said, it's Charleston Comics, which DC eventually bought, but at the time they were like an indie comic company. Yeah. And it opens with uh, them setting up the TV network that Vic Sage works for, and they say, we... What can I just say real sure.
0: quick before we begin that this comic has the most bizarre lettering I've read since I joined the podcast? It is really Everything's weird. real blocky and it's like evenly spaced. It just it doesn't look nearly as good as other comic book fonts. It's like typewriter, kind of like typewriter
3: kinda like typewriter yeah. esque in a weird way. Yeah. Like it
0: just it doesn't like look good to read.
3: Yeah, it's one of those things like is one of those things. You never think about, but uh, it took a while for it to be like universally perfected. Like, there's a lot of even by the two thousands, there's, there's there's different lettering styles that I find weird. in comparison, like in the two in thousands, they weird they did like all lowercase lettering, like 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 it was a like actual like a book or something like that. And I always found that weird. I like the old uppercase small font lettering. But here's here is the, probably the weirdest one. And it makes sense because it's a sixties and a small indie comic. An indie publishing comic? Yeah, so of,
0: they, they don't know who to refer to, and they're just like, let's do this. This works fine.
3: Yeah, exactly.
1: I think lettering is one of those things that, like, generally, if you notice it, it's either extra good or extra bad. Yeah. Like, it's something yeah. that most people don't notice.
2: I've never thought about it in reading a comic.
1: I never thought about comics, because I don't like them. So <laughs> I usually <laughs> that's think that's about true.
0: when people do, like, really creative stuff with when different people speak that they get different lettering or colors. Yeah, and that's... That's usually what sticks like, out. That
1: didn't really happen until, like, the 80s.
3: Hmm. Yeah, well, the 80s is when we really started uh, playing around that stuff. But yeah.
1: uh, uh, so what happens with Vic Sage? Oh, and Order. before we get further into, it, what do you guys think about Ditko's art?
0: Um, this is okay. It's, see, it's I I'd, I'd have to read more comics from this time because it's like it's not it all art from this era blends together for me.
2: I feel the same way. I really it feels so generic to me, but I. Maybe it's unfair. I don't know. Yeah,
0: we're also not reading like other artists back to back from the sixties. No, but even
2: even when I compare this to like old, I guess no, actually old X Men didn't look better than
1: this. But that's still a know, like... decade later. Yeah, it's still. Your definition yeah. of old X Men is still late seventies. And also, uh, yeah. you are not comparing
3: to DC. Well, one thing Steve uh, Ditko's art was really different from DC was it's very dynamic. Uh, like DC is very, very static compared to Mar- uh, what will they be Marvel style. Dicko uh, is somebody that I didn't super appreciate until later. For but sure. one, it's funny you guys feel that way because of the industry in general felt that way after a while. Because, in uh, New York Times wrote about Steve Dicko and they said in the '80s and the, by the '80s he became a kind of a has been in the industry because uh, you had all these new artists come up. And uh, it's it's funny because he's such a libertarian. They, they, they point out that he's such a libertarian, you know, objectivist, you know, capitalist, working for the man, whatever the fuck. By the way, we should explain libertarianism, but first, uh, I'll, I'll, let, me, let, me, let me finish this uh, anecdote. Basically, what happened was uh, he was so pushed out of the industry that he started drawing uh, coloring books for Transformers and stuff like that, and, and the New York Times compared it to Orson Welles doing commercials for, for, for peas and stuff like that. Wow.
0: Uh, no wonder why he wanted to separate himself from his work. Yeah. Because people <laughs> are making fun of him, now they're like pointing out the, where, how low he's sunk to. Sorry, Transformers fans.
1: So wait, we should, instead of defining what objectivism is, why don't we let his work speak for itself? Okay. Sly. Yeah, it's probably better. <laughs> and then see if the question can explain to us what he feels. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so it, it opens with Vic Sage's boss, who is the president... Oh, no, this is the his boss's son, actually, the PR guy at his TV station. <laughs> And he says, we at WWBTV are not mere dispensers of entertainment. We are the defenders of truth and justice. The all-seeing eye laying bare before the public. Every form of injustice, whatever the risk, whatever the price. And this kind of immediately establishes how heavy-handed this is going to be. Yep. And then it cuts to... Police officers busting up a gambling ring, and there's a mysterious figure in a in like a trench coat that's like, I have to protect my reputation. Uh, you have to you have to protect me. And he's talking to Lou Dicer, who's the mob boss. And as they're getting away, they kill a cop, and Lou Dicer is ID'd by witnesses. So even though they get away, Vic Sage announces that the hunt continues, and as usual, you, the enraged public, wonder how a leech like Lou Dicer and his ilk thrives so readily among you. How many of you willingly support his operation? How many of you frequent his tables or play numbers? You don't need their kind, they need you. Only you can keep them in business. Part of the responsibility lies with you. You are willing partners in Dicer's crime." (laughs) Yeah, it just and just kind of pisses off everyone. Yeah, yeah, the public is like, I don't like being told. He can't that I'm a talk criminal. to
0: us like that.
1: Yeah, and uh, Lou Dicer watching it, and he's like, "We gotta get him." And uh, his boss is standing up for him, who they call him a bleeding heart, which I don't. I don't know where He's probably he, like the New York Times. He's
3: like, I gotta hire a fucking climate change denier on my staff to seem <laughs> impartial.
1: Yeah, but I've never seen a definition of bleeding heart be like, he thinks everyone is scum. <laughs> yeah, But
0: it's the idea that he cares about everybody instead of like he's turning a blind eye to yeah, crime. Yeah, that's true. It's like, he cares that people are getting murdered.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and like the PR guy, like his son, and the whole staff is complaining like, we have to stay neutral. We, can't, we just have to report the facts. We can't take a side like this. And the boss is like, "No, he's a good reporter. He does good work. We will let him tell the story how he wants to tell it." And then Vic openly threatens Lou Dicer, and he's like, "I'll see you in prison." And when and then it cuts to the jail where all of Lou Dicer's goons have gotten bailed out, and Vic follows them, but as the question, his superhero identity, where it, he has I've- this. Yeah, I really me.
2: feel like this is such a stupid superhero. Like, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I liked the, I kind of liked the comic over, like these comics overall. But like his power or his, what well, he, he doesn't does have a power. He's okay. A good what toy he, auntie. what he does, what he does, he puts on aftershave, then he puts on a mask. Over well, is that face. the only thing he
3: finds true about it? Is the way he puts on his costume.
2: Just, uh, it's just. To put like he's just a guy with a mask, but the mask is just a
1: blank face.
3: I I, I, can, I, understand, I understand where you're coming from because the, the putting on the mask is stupid, but the concept of a man with no face I find to be completely badass. I find it cooler than yeah. Uh, so let's Rorschach. let's just
1: explain this real quick. So he puts on a mask that looks like he has no face, and he releases a chemical and like it's a gas, and the chemical changes the color of his hair, changes the color of his clothes, and makes the mask face stick to him. So he basically like. He uses his chemical to have a disguise. He doesn't have any superpowers or anything. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm on Sly's side. I think that no face is cool. I can see why Phil finds it stupid. And it is
3: overly explaining a concept like why he puts on his face neck. But I think it is to explain why uh, he doesn't just look like Vic Sage with his, with, without a face. And why his, nobody just peels
1: his face just peel off in the middle of combat? Okay, tonight. I
2: guess you have to explain, it or else that would be the question. The yeah, question. Yeah, that, but, yeah. <laughs> And especially I, in 1967,
1: like yeah, this is okay. probably the most grounded character. It just every it time is. he goes
2: into like combat and he takes off this little like play doh off his belt and he's like, time to put on my aftershave and put on my face face. My no face
1: face. Well, yeah. Anytime
0: you subtract the mystery from like a superhero, they become a lot more grounded. And in, in this case, it does look pretty dumb. But I, I do, I do have like kind of soft soft for something like Rorschach or in Sly's comic, the Smoke Man, the titular Smoke Man has no face, and it's like that. That's kind of neat. Yeah, not to plug my
3: shitty book, but... You know, it's great. Much better than you. <laughs> but uh, there, there is a, a lot of similarities between the Smoke Man and my character. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's just, just imagery of, of the uh, question covered in smoke. Even, even like, it's dumb that he has to go through smoke and make his face melt on his face.
1: But, or like, whatever. in yeah, your but... defense, a smoky figure in an alleyway is, like, all of noir. So, like, yeah. it's yeah. fine. <laughs> I, I like Smoke Man more
0: than the question. Also, yeah, and... <laughs> <laughs> Like uh slice character, you don't really get into like the specifics. Like you don't see him walking around and putting on. Like he kind of disappears in the spot. Yeah, imagine it was, like, imagine it was, like, the he, question got like, a little
2: can. It was like now I will smoke up the
0: alley. Yeah, it, it's are... a lot less romantic. It's like it's cool that this happens, but seeing it happen, you're like, oh, you're just like a news reporter that puts on this little piece of fabric over his face.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. So anyway, then he he follows the goons to their base, their headquarters, I guess. And he, I find this kind of weird. He gives them his his calling card first. So it's and they're like, "What is this index card?" And then a question appears, and then he jumps in and beats them all up. (laughs) Like I shows off, you know, his calling card. That's the cool thing to do. But I thought except except you leave a calling card at the end, don't you? Yeah, yeah. 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 Most
3: calling cards are stupid. Like if you look at any calling card in like the Daredevil movie. In the Punisher movie, where they set stuff on fire, hoping somebody will light this stuff on fire, and <laughs> the best calling
1: card is uh, the Wet Bandits from Home Alone. What do they do? They I leave agree. the faucets on. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: well, maybe this is more like a business card. He's not. He's like, hey, nice to meet you. On the question.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. And you're about to get your clock cleaned.
2: Well, he's, yeah,
3: he, as like a capitalist, you got to have your business card for everyone. Yeah,
0: that's true.
1: So he, he beats them up, and he threatens them if they don't give up their boss. And I think, especially for 67, I think this is a lot more violent than usual. And, like, he, he really beats them up. And then... But like, he, you compare this to like, Superman.
3: Superman would just push him once, and they will just... It would just be like one shot of Superman push them out, and you say, pow. Yeah, pow, exactly. And that's
1: it. And this is definitely more, like, even though it's still bright well, and colorful... Well, Technically,
0: Superman can knock them out in one hit.
1: <laughs> but like if you like Bat- you like Batman, you'd be like, "Pow, sucks.
0: Batman's trained in martial arts so that he can uh, neutralize any target in one hit.
3: Fuck you,
1: don't. either way. I think that the violence depicted here is ahead of 1967. And he fa- he follows. He he finds out where Lou Dicer is, and he follows him to his meeting with his mysterious partner he calls the cops and they arrest them and it turns out that this mysterious partner is oh, it's Jim Lark a guy we don't know yeah I was like what the <laughs> fuck is this he is best kind a-, a mystery the mystery that you find out somebody you don't know yeah, well, that was actually... I'm not going to get into the whole Green Goblin thing. You could look up what Ditko wanted Green Goblin to be later if you want. The-
3: Ditko had a thing for making it, the person be somebody you don't know. And
1: Stanley's like, I want it to be somebody we know. Green Goblin is fucking Norman Osborn. Fuck you, Steve, go. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Jim Lark, they reveal... They're like, it's Jim Lark from the TV station. And Vic tapes it for his newscast. And this is actually my favorite part of the issue. The rest of the media the rest of the whole media now the rest of the tv station wants to silence him and kill the story because they're like he's one of ours we got to look out for our fellow newsmen he's gonna make us look bad and the boss says no it's Vic's story he can run it and
0: yeah i really he... like that they say that they like hey why not we why don't we just post this as a bulletin that's like oh he you know he works for our news station
1: yeah, and I, I just, I, I do really like that argument of, like, you know, they're trying to look out for each other instead of telling the news like it yeah, is.
0: Yeah, it, it's actually the most interesting part of the comic. Because in the beginning, they come out and say, like, we'll give you the news no matter what it is. And then later on, they're like, we should probably not tell them that this guy worked for our station.
1: Yeah. And uh, even though this is, like, such an interesting thing that the news story's doing, the audience is either asleep, not paying attention, or gambling. Yeah. So, what's the point? And that's the end of the questions for a story. So you really,
2: do, you really do see the Rorschach uh, roots in this character. Yeah. Like, like the, the world is scum, and I do my best to try to save it, but it, really, people are shit.
3: But if you want to get into more Rorschachiness?
2: Oh man, Dan, this one was way too over the top. We're going to <laughs> Mr. Ace.
3: So, uh, this was created for Wit's End, a, a, a small, super small indie comic, and. Uh, uh, basically, Mr. A was the answer to the question, like, what do we do of crime? We fucking stomp it out. No mercy for fucking criminals. And, and this is where the weird war comes in.
1: Yeah, so at the time, you couldn't really publish mainstream comic books without a stamp from the comics code. Which, like, limited a lot of what you could do. If you're more interested, check out the episode of Comrade Radio that I did with Malcolm, like, months ago. <laughs> this is just a plugging episode. Like, that's all we're going <laughs> to yeah. do. Yeah. But, uh, basically, he published Mr. A separately as he's saying, like, this is... The question is the Comics Code version of Mr. A. Yeah. So, Mr. A's first appearance is also in 1967. And, what is it? It's, like, Wiz... It's something... Wits End. Wits End number Wits end. three or something? Yeah. Yeah. Before... Yeah. So uh, he. This is. It opens with this long monologue that basically says there's no black and white. There's. uh, There, There
2: is black and white only. Yeah.
1: No, yeah, sorry. He says, if there is no black and white, then and there's only shades of gray, where does the gray come from? Isn't gray a mixture of black and white? So therefore, there must be objective good and evil, and therefore, anything evil you do is an evil action that you should be punished. There is for no that.
0: justification for choosing any part of evil, it says.
1: Yeah, yeah. I just love how, like, you don't, like,
2: even if this is your message or your theme, like, show it in the story rather than just be like, just just, just starting off, just let you guys know there's no <laughs> such thing as Greys. There is good and evil, and evil's good. Let's like, do you really need to have this kind of introduction?
1: In Ditko's defense, though, I don't think there were any comics at this time yeah. that would ever even touch this.
3: Yeah, and also, uh, he had four, four, issues, four pages to tell the story, so I think he yeah, wanted to get true. the message. And it was actually... Uh,
2: yeah, okay. Yeah.
1: So the, the first question story was what, like, 12, 13 pages? Yeah. And this is 5 pages. So, it opens with Angel who's this uh haha, I love the irony. Yeah. 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 He's a punk kid and him and his friend are like robbing a store or like burglaring a store and these cops see them and Angel bashes a cop's head in with a pipe. And-, Kills them. and
2: this one this one and the last issue, I the the first question we just talked about, I couldn't tell if they killed cops cuz I guess they didn't want to show too much violence against them. Yeah. But it's like, he's standing there, and they're like, oh my god, what'd you do? And then it's like, later, they're like, he killed the cop. But it doesn't, like...
1: It It does... It, it Usually, comics at this time, they would, you know, they would throw a, somebody off a building, and they would land in a dumpster or something. Right, like, right. So this is, by not explaining it, the implication is pretty Is strange. they're dead? Okay. Yeah. So... <laughs> The other cop, his partner, is, like, crying over his dead body. And the friend is really distraught. And he's like, oh, my God, I can't believe you did that. Like, we didn't have to do that. And then the it cuts to the police station where the cops are like, we have to bring in Angel. And the parents are like, no, he would never do this. He's a great guy. And the, like, gruff, fat dad is like, you cops can't catch real criminals. So you're scapegoating kids and chasing after them yeah. instead. And then there's this bleeding heart liberal guy. That is, he's preaching like at this. Table yeah, I think it's a reverend. Is he a reverend? Yeah, he's yeah, like like got a, the white collar. It's like a community. Oh, center okay, thing. I didn't notice know. It, it's collar. a welfare center. Yeah, okay, it's a welfare it's center. Been yeah, center. Very direct. <laughs> and he says, "Have faith. Question no one. And like, no, all authority is good. And it's really on the nose. Yeah, it's and the environment.
0: Like, it's responsible for criminals. We should oh, yeah, spend I love what that. we need to build playgrounds, churches, parks, recreation centers. Yes, a clean environment." <laughs>
1: And then some guy walking past goes, it's not the environment. It's based on their thoughts. We sh- He should follow his head and do what he knows is right instead of his feelings or his heart. And just be a good guy.
0: Mm-hmm. I thought that guy was going to be Mr. A at the yeah, end of this. Yeah, so did
1: I. And did they even say who Mr. A is? I <laughs> no. right, don't think they ever feels is. It's definitely that guy. <laughs> so then it cuts to a pawn shop where Angel's friend is there and he's really scared. But the pawn shop is like, I'm not turning anyone in. With, t- unless the cops have proof and cause like he you know he says like to the cops like I'm just a businessman you can't do anything and like shoves him out of his store
0: yeah and they, they know that uh, Angel was selling them the jewels
1: yeah and then Mr. A shows up with an even worse calling card <laughs> is... which he hands out first and it's just a card that's half black and half white <laughs> oh man <laughs> But the thing that I really like about this scene is the pawn the pawn guy, the pawnbroker. It's not clerk. even,
0: why didn't he have like an A? At least Question had a question mark that would appear.
1: Yeah. <laughs> or oh, well,
3: I would I, I, I go the opposite. Why, why couldn't he make his mask like half 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 black and half white and be like half the, the black and white man or something like that? Because he's all
0: white. Because he's only he's good. he's all white.
3: Oh, yeah, he's all white. He should be white man. That would, that would be a question. <laughs> that will go over well. <laughs> yeah. White power man.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, this was what? That's. Sixty-seven. Yes. At
1: the time, Marvel did have a character named Power Man who was white. So. <laughs> <laughs> Close so, enough. So uh, I, I really like the scene where the pawn, the pawnbroker is like, you can't come in here. And Mr. H slaps him across the face. He backhands like, oh. him. <laughs> he backhands him. And he's
2: saying, it's Mr. A.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and he really beats everyone up. Like, this is even more violent than the question stuff. And the friend escapes to warn Angel, and this—I is... I love this scene. This takes such a turn. It's so, so it's so dark. He bursts into <laughs> Angel's house, and it's still in like the '60s style art. Yeah,
0: it says. Meanwhile, in an empty building, and then there's like some teacher there to see. Oh, I thought Angel. it was just
2: mom. I know. No, his his mom his was the one that like,
3: was like who was a fat woman in the beginning.
2: Oh, it's like okay. his, his teacher trying to be like, I know you couldn't have done it, you know, like and and. He's like, no, I couldn't
1: have. It wasn't me. I didn't kill the cop. Nobody leaves me. He starts crying
0: crocodile tears. And like praying. And
1: yeah. (laughs) So the friend bursts in and he's like, the cops are onto you. They know you killed that cop. (laughs) And he flips out. And just runs up and stabs the friend in the gut. Yeah. Oh, my God. He just pulls out this knife. And just It's in
2: him. And the teacher's watching the, this kid murder the other the one. And, like, and she's oh
1: like, she's God. the farmer. She's like, Angel, you're such a sweet soul. How can you do this? Like, what, what is this madness happening? And so he grabs the teacher, runs to the roof. And then when Mr. A sees them and he's, like, chasing after them, he stabs the teacher, too. Yeah. And, like, throws her on the ground. Mr. A punches him. He falls off the building. And then he, has but he to grabs onto,
0: a... like, a... Uh pole. Like the a flag pole. flagpole, yeah. yeah. So he's
1: hanging onto a flagpole, and she's bleeding out on the ground. And Mr. A is like, you choose. I only have time to save one of you, but I do have time to give you this speech. <laughs> I should I this. save you Well, he's or just fucking
2: proving a point here. He doesn't give a shit. it's
1: is the reveal at the end. But he's like, should I choose you or him and she's like I can't make that choice and he's like you're you want me to choose you but you're ashamed to it yeah you're a
2: coward you don't want to say to let him die
1: yeah and then he's like who should make that choice for you who should decide if you live or die everyone but you yeah he's, like, and he's, he says like you you'd rather die than let yourself than admit that your life
2: is more important than the life of a killer
1: <laughs> and then she's like you're so cold you're so mean he's like I don't abuse my emotions I have yeah, no mercy or compassion for aggressors only for their victims for the innocent to have any sympathy for the killer is an insult to their victims. Even if you weren't hurt, I wouldn't have saved Angel. And he carries her to the hospital very slowly as Angel falls to his death. Yeah, I love, as he's
2: giving the speech, he's like, I wouldn't have saved him anyway. You just see, ah, uh... And that's why
1: <laughs> I love that he gives the speech. Because like, because I was like, you have time to do both. And then it's like, no, he doesn't give a fuck at all. He doesn't want yeah, to he, do
2: both. He just wants her to have to make the, He wants her to have to say... Save me over that piece of shit. Yeah. Well, because like the,
3: the, the like
2: probably the idea is that
3: Steve completely believes everyone deep down believes in objective morality, but we we're boggled by this liberal bullshit, hippie bullshit that everyone we have to try to save everyone. They're all products of environment. But, so it, Sly, I,
2: I've heard you make the argument that Mister A makes before, though, where you're like just fucking let the Joker die and stuff like. The that The
0: Joker is right? a different it, case entirely. It's
1: <laughs> easy to make objectivist art of it, uh, art arguments, arguments <laughs> when it's dealing with like these ridiculous comic book characters like the Joker, yeah. who's killed yeah. Of people. A, a like, better
0: question would have been, like, in... Uh, the Mystery Comic uses Angel, who's so, like, flagrantly awful. He's such a terrible person. He laughs like, about killing a cop. What about his friend? Did he deserve to die and get stabbed because he was helping him because he was just afraid of getting caught? It's like, that's more of a nuanced uh, position.
1: That's the thing that I was confused by his point that Ditko's trying to make because he's saying there's no gray. It's just black and white. But then, like, the friend... Is painted like sympathetic because he's like yeah. he's burgling somebody. Uh, but he you're mistaking
0: cowardice for sympathy. right? Yeah,
2: yeah he's I, just oh, a pussy yeah. who won't, who's too afraid to turn on. Yeah, he's a beta. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: he's just a cuck. <laughs> that teacher, right. that he, teacher was his girlfriend, and he was setting up some. <laughs> yeah. So,
3: so I think you can get the idea of of what morality is a little bit, and like this is this is when I say libertarian applied to libertarians because a lot of um libertarians believe like the market is like laissez-faire is the best market and it's only just corrupt pieces of shit that fuck it up and if we all get rid of all the bad people and have all the good people everything will be perfect like the only bad actors are like that's and like it's funny it's just kind of ironic to me because the market ended up fucking him over when you in the 80s which is funny
2: maybe he was like this is my fate this is what I deserve yeah I'm I'm evil now
3: (laughs) I am I
0: am the black side of Mr. A's calling card
3: So uh, after what happened after this uh, is
1: uh, Charleston Comics went out of business. And, <laughs>
3: and um, well, in the
1: eighties, DC bought up like every indie publisher. That's yeah. how they got the rights to Shazam and Cap- uh, Captain Marvel, the same character, the Question, Blue Beetle, like they and Plastic Man. Like they bought up a lot of comics. Yeah, of comic and, comic and what comics. happened was uh, Steve Ditko
3: created a lot of uh, characters, Captain Atom. Uh, the Question, and Blue Beetle for Charleston Comics. And uh, all those characters went to DC, and this like, we should use this property for something. And Al Moore said, I want to use this property, I want to make a book called Watchmen. And DC's like, this concept is great, but if we use, we, we spent all that money to get these properties, and now we're going to just basically uh, kill it immediately with this premise, because you can't really follow up on Watchmen with the same characters again. And so uh, DC decided, so... Let's uh, rename the characters. Uh, Captain Adam became Doctor Manhattan. Blue Beetle became Night Owl, and the question became Rorschach. Yeah. And what happened was uh, Dan- Daniel Neal, who is uh, writer, we talked about briefly a, a few times. He did uh, Punisher vs. I mean Superman versus Muhammad Ali, and he did uh, he the did the pre- John Stewart Green Lantern issue. Yes. And he's a very he, he's a big liberal, but like me, he found the premise of the question really cool. But he said, "Like I can't." Uh, and this, this is according to a source, a divisive issue source. Go to novelgraphics.com and you'll see Joe's interview with Daniel Neal where he says this. Plug for our site, plug number three for us. <laughs> That's but, <laughs> novel graphics with a hyphen. Yeah. So Joe interviewed Daniel Neal, and Daniel Neal said, "Like he, uh, he about really loved the question, but he couldn't write a character with those politics, the objective." Uh, uh, you
1: know, the objective morality politics. He also said his question book was his favorite thing he's written. Yeah. So
3: he said, so he basically did this thing where he's decided to, I'm going to take his character and deconstruct him and make him a, a big fucking liberal. And that's what we're getting to for issue one of Daniel Neal's question.
1: Okay. Wait, before you get to this, I just want to, I know we don't do recommendations anymore, but this idea of like reinventing the characters and stuff, if you find anything about these Charlton characters, really interesting. I highly recommend you read the Multiversity issue that Grant Morrison wrote. It's called, like, Multiversity Charlton Comics or uh, something. I would
3: recommend Multiversity if you want to see, like, an inverse Watchmen. Like, what if Watchmen went right?
1: Yeah, this and it's a one issue, it's standalone, and it's basically, like, reconstructing Watchmen with the Charlton characters. It's yeah. really hard to explain, but it's kind of exactly what we're talking about and done in a super super cool way like for example
3: like uh, in, uh, in Watchmen, Dr. Mahan has like no compassion for human beings because they're all just Adam and matter, or whatever all that shit, in uh, that story one of the big things is uh, there is a, uh, 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 Captain Adam the Charleston equivalent he actually does find value in life and feels remorse when things die so it's a huge difference from yeah. but let's look at another reinvention <laughs> Yeah, so issue one of the question, 1986, it opens with... Uh, it's,
1: it's written by Dennis O'Neill, drawn by Dennis Cohen. Yeah, what do you think of Dennis Cohen's art, right away? way? I, I find it hit or miss based on issues. There's some issues that I really like him in. I like him a lot in these issues, but there's some that I'm just like, wow, this looks bad.
3: Yeah, I agree. What, what do you think, uh, Daryl,
1: Phil? Boring. Boy.
0: I don't. It, this is it feels like a prelude to all the '90s art, like all the Rob Liefeld. It is in a lot of ways. Todd McFarlane stuff, where it's like really gruff, excessively shaded guys, or everyone is wrinkles. so
2: buff.
3: I, I like it. I like it more than '90s stuff, just because. It, uh, I agree. It's it, it's if, if it has a dark tone to it. I think that this book needs, but it it is not my
2: favorite art by any means. Yeah, yeah he, but like, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad enough to take me.
3: Out yep, of it. He's a good
0: artist. Like he knows human anatomy. It's just not I don't know.
1: It I would compare it as a less refined version of the art from our swamp thing episode. Yeah, something like that. Okay. All right, so uh Phil Victor approves. <laughs> <Yes>. I'm like
2: <laughs> I'll accept. We can continue this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, now
3: that Phil the master has approved, we can now continue. <laughs> But, uh, so, it's story has a narration as uh, Vic Sage is watch, getting ready to beat up a bunch of thugs in, uh, in, in a building. And this is a narration that he will die in 25 hours. And he bursts into a shack, looking for a tape, and uh, as Vic Sage's uh, broadcast is about to start. And, uh, basically, a woman is standing there, an Asian woman, and she watches, she just watches him as she beats the shit of all the other guys in the room. And uh, she says, she, when uh, Vic asks if she's going to get involved, she's like, I hate violence. And she lets Vic get a tape from them. And um, so he, uh, Vic Sage gets away from the cops and he mails his time to uh, uh lib his broadcast. And Like he gets is- there like
1: 30 seconds before they're about to go on the air. I mentioned
0: yeah. to the, the our Facebook chat that I was like, hey, this guy is an asshole. Like I don't yeah. like him that much because he comes there... And then the, another person was like, "Mr. Sage, your script." And he says, "I'll oh, ad lib." And she says, "Your makeup." And he's like, "I'm beautiful just the way I am." <laughs> <laughs> <And> this <laughs> is after I, lo- he I loved that. Sped away from the cops. It's like this guy's just man. This is. <laughs>
3: not... uh, said, "This is this guy is who, who he imagines I imagine myself to be." <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I thought he was pretty cool. I was oh like, he doesn't give a fuck. The question is one of my favorite fucking characters of all time, but we'll get into why.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I agree with both of you guys. He is one of my favorites, but because of when he gets reinvented, he's a piece of shit right now. Yeah. So, uh, the tape is
3: about the school commissioner doing cocaine while awarding contracts a friend. And Vic Sage is like, oh, it's the mayor. too lazy or, or too stupid or too corrupt to fix this. And Like, you know, like the like 1960s uh, Vic Sage. And it turns out the major is just is useless, just, just a puppet, and the real man in charge is, is this priest, and this very you know shady priest. And he always says
0: lamentably, which I like. I like when people have like a verbal tick they focus yeah. on.
3: And this doesn't have like a big deal uh, now, but back then in the eighties, having a priest as a like a like a oh, yeah. villain was a big fucking deal. And yeah, <laughs> so um, uh, the, uh, he hired. It's just like he he was the one that hired out the Asian woman who was Lady Shiva. And she's mad at she's mad at uh, he's mad at her because she didn't beat up Vic Sage. But she's like, I do what I want. Like, fuck you. She says she like, like, you
1: paid me for some job. We don't know what, but you didn't pay me to protect some tape, and you didn't pay me to beat up the question. Yeah, right. She's a, a really
2: practical mercenary, just like she should be.
3: Yeah, you didn't pay <laughs> yeah.
0: me to nurture the inept. I like that.
3: Yes. Yeah. So Mira, his girl, Mira Vic Sage's girlfriend. Uh, they're they're in bed together. She
2: asks Vic to take it easily easily easy and he refuses and he goes to see top wait guy. wait i have to this is what i was like this guy doesn't give a shit because first th- this is the scene of events he drives and beats up all these people at the beginning yeah to get a tape so that he can go on the news and be like yeah i found this thing everyone's assholes fuck them <laughs> then then he goes he, he bangs his girlfriend and he she's like oh my god your hand's bleeding and i didn't realize he's like yeah i was fucking you too hard for you to notice haha <laughs> <And then, laughs> i mean he does he's like you were
1: too busy to notice last night and she was I, like, I was like rag. this
2: this guy's awesome he just doesn't (laughs) give a shit (laughs) and he's like see ya and
1: then (laughs) I can't believe I was wrong this is who Phil wanted to be
0: (laughs) (laughs) but
3: so he goes he goes to see Todd the guy who made the mask and yeah he's uh, like
1: this old guy who just quotes Aristotle all the time and yeah he's he's great. great Yeah, and he, everyone's
3: psychoanalyzing him, like, they're talking about his, uh, because he was an orphan, and Amira's uh, like, "Oh, it's because you're an orphan that you have all this aggression, and he's like, fuck you, I don't give a fuck. No,
0: she doesn't even bring that up, he says that about himself, he's yeah. like, I know, it's something about, like, you're gonna yeah. say it's an inferiority complex, it's also an orphan, I don't believe it. Yeah, yeah he's like, I don't give a
1: shit. So, and yeah. then, and, and Todd <laughs> is like, uh, Tot's like, oh, you started smoking now? Is it because of your stress at work? And he's like, I don't need you to psychoanalyze me, I do what I want." and he
0: puts out the cigarette
1: on this guy's floor. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you not like this <laughs> the more you guys that, are talking about step. it the more he's awesome <laughs> yeah he is. When,
2: I, when i read the fr- the very the blue beetle one i was like this guy's kind of boring and then this uh, this issue i was like this guy has changed
0: <laughs> no i was like i was rooting for shiva this whole episode
2: <laughs> so uh, Vic is uh, vick goes
1: to pay a bomb for information and the bomb used to be reported to his family got killed Oh, and, even before that, when he's with Todd, he's like, there's a problem with my mask. And Todd's like, oh, I think the nicotine is affecting your chemicals. And he's like, too bad, I'm going to keep smoking. Deal with it. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, but a uh, cop goes to hassle the, so the bum, and uh, big says, like, you're a fucking guy low, and he's, he's a fucking
3: good
2: guy. He, he
3: was a reporter, just, he, he, and... He
2: actually, yeah. he actually fucking grabs the cop and puts him in, like, an arm bar. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I couldn't believe, like, uh, like this is so... Uh, or he awesome. does what he wants yeah. Well, yeah. he says he says like this guy was a great reporter and he did a lot of great work and then uh, some guy some punk broke in and killed his whole family like you would you would turn to the sauce too if it was up to if yeah. that happened to you
2: see he's not he's not completely a, uh, an asshole he understands why people do this kind of shit yeah
3: yeah. so uh, the, co- the cop that uh, Vic Sage is hass- uh, hassling he gets shot by the tape guy who's trying to kill Vic uh, uh what, what joke does he make? So
1: he's so the cop gets killed and then he goes and he chases him down. He 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 beats up the the guy that tried to kill him and then he brings him back and he's like, "Um, I'm just another uh, another concerned citizen doing your job for you to a bunch of other cops. And then the cop's like, if you're so smart, why didn't you join the force? Oh, my God, bless. And he goes, they wouldn't let me. I passed the IQ test. And, like, and a guy read, just got killed. He says, read this loser your rights if you know how to read. <laughs> And but cop like, uh, just got vice. killed. I
2: know he he really has a disdain for cops. One
1: thing that gets established throughout the series is that Hub City, the city he's in, is like the most corrupt yeah. place in we'll, the world. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Like, isn't like every fucking yeah, comic city like this? No, this <laughs> like Hub
3: City is the worst. Yeah, like there's no competition. Like, we'll talk about this a little bit more. But Hub City is the fucking worst city that could ever be written in any comic ever. Like, if you think <laughs> if you talk about it's
1: my favorite comic book city. Yeah
3: but uh, so uh, the puppet master reverend guy uh, he makes a scary tape about uh, a sermon about Nam and he basically talks he's about he's like how, a
1: televangelist apparently.
3: yeah he basically talks about how in Nam he saw like all the death and destruction and he realizes there is no, no God on this planet and he has to make God come to, his, come to, to this world so he wants to basically accelerate the Armageddon so he's basically accelerationist so you know
0: vote Trump and all that shit <laughs> <laughs> and so well he
2: doesn't say that in this one does he
0: no, he doesn't say that in the tape. He, he's, well, he, he's thinking
2: it. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I realize that uh, man cannot serve two masters. And I guess you're supposed to think he would serve God, but in the in his, his flashback, he throws cross his cross. Down. Down. Yeah. yeah, which was cool. I thought
3: so. Uh, so, so Shiva sets up a trap. Uh, Turns out the bump betrayed of uh, Vic and gave him bad information. No, I knows? think that they he tricks the bump to oh, giving he, him. He
0: back. tricks the oh yeah he does. But, so but, um, Shiva
3: sent some guy to set up a trap. But bump the bump did betray
0: Vic but yeah. uh, so Shiva that's what happens when you trust bums that give them money yeah uh, they're all
2: scum
3: uh, catalyzed,
0: catalyzed. they're going lead you into an ambush yeah
3: uh, so uh, Shiva uh, so basically uh, Shiva walks up to Vic and. well Vic's tra- like I know it's a trap I'm going to go anyway yeah. and go die that's the question and Shiva's the one the first one waiting for them and she's just like uh, you should leave and she's just like oh I don't want to fight a woman and then she's fucking murders him basically For yeah. what
1: it's worth at this point nobody knows that Vic is the question they're just like oh he sent the question Instead, instead, we'll send him a message. Yeah. By killing the question.
3: And so, after Shiva just fucking destroys uh, Vic Sage, uh, the goons basically beat the shit out of the pipe and then they shoot him in the head of an the air gun. The thing that I
1: really like about the scene is they're punching him and hitting him with a pipe and they basically copy and paste the same panel like three or four times, but not like in a row. So, it's like punch, bloody Vic, pipe, bloody Vic, punch, pipe. So, it's like. It gives also, the, they
0: they zoom in every other one to like emphasize the impact.
1: Yeah, so it's like it's it's not just like pipe 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 pipe, but you get the illusion that they you get the impression that they're just like beating him, beating him, beating him. It's yeah.
2: really brutal. It's all like headshots with a fucking pipe. Yeah, like it,
1: like if this was not a comic
2: book, this guy would be dead. Like dead a thousand times. Yeah.
3: So yeah. Uh, then they shoot him in the air and they they dump him in the river and they say something. I think they say like uh, something about him coming back and singing Danny
2: Boy, I believe.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. they're they're like the reverence makes some joke about how like oh when you come back you could sing Danny Boy because like if, if
2: if this guy comes yeah if this guy comes back out of the after this he'll be singing Danny Boy yeah. yeah and
1: they also point out that the bullet went through the back of his skull which is surprising
2: yeah so now issue two all right so issue two uh, Vic is dead that's how it starts out <laughs> yeah uh, and you're like and the comic yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. And he basically they, they have this whole like narration part about like what is time when you're dead there's no such thing as change life has changed death is not so was he dead for a moment or an eternity who knows and he's he's moving towards this white light that's actually uh, Myra's face his girlfriend then he sees his own face and then he wakes up with Tot the guy from before um who I think his name is Aristotle right? Yeah. It might be. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's Aristotle uh, something. Yeah.
1: Rodor yeah. I think. Yeah,
2: and yeah, he wakes up with uh, with uh, Aristotle or Tot, and he's like, I don't, he couldn't remember who this guy is, and his memory's totally gone. He does remember getting the ship beat out of him until he died, though. Yeah, so he's like, it's no way that I survived this. I I was under for ten minutes, and they're like, well, you know, that happens sometimes. You know, your brain. In the cold water, you know, you can survive. From yeah, he
0: references, like, diving reflex where your yeah. body will shut down and send only oxygen to the brain to try and save that above all the other organs.
2: Yeah, which does happen.
1: Yeah, he uh, says, then... like, it's really rare, so, like, don't don't try this next time you go to the beach.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a yeah. Superman thing. The next time yeah. you die, you might not come back. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Um...
2: Yeah, it's just a fuck you to future writers. Don't use that. Well, uh, I also, like, uh, just probably just, also don't, don't, it's not a good idea to do that in general. for people yeah. uh, And then he's like, well, I got shot in the head. And they're like, well, you're wearing a mask, so the bullet must have, but didn't
0: pierce your skull. It actually, like, bounced off. It flattened off his head, and then yeah. it went around between bone and flesh and exited the rear.
1: So it, like, yeah. scraped against his skull instead of penetrating and came out the back. Which
2: again, that can happen. That does happen. And it's yes. they do reference
1: earlier in the issue, in issue one, like they're using these air guns because they're quiet. Right. They're not as right, strong, right. but yeah.
2: You, know. you can you can shoot someone in the head with it and kill them, but you don't have the cops running.
1: But there is an element of like magic healing in here. For yeah. Sure.
2: Yeah. So then uh, we cut to the reverend and the mayor. Uh, the mayor's getting drunk, and the reverend's like, "Well, Vic Sage must have been the question because Vic Sage has been gone missing for weeks." And we threw the question in the river, so I can put two and two together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then Batman shows up. (laughs) Literally. Literally, I was like, what the fuck?
1: They also (laughs) reveal that Shiva (laughs) helped heal him when she brought him Oh, yeah. And gave him, like, some notes. But they're all in Mandarin, so nobody can read it.
2: Well, he can read them. Aristotle's like, I I kind of read Mandarin. I'm pretty good. Uh, So it's like a flashback with Batman on the... Like it's, not a, fl- it's not a flashback. What happens is uh, he thinks Batman is.
3: Well, in the first room. it's a flashback. Yeah, the first yeah. one is. So it's some implied
0: uranium
1: theft. Oh yeah, have been in like a Brave and the Bold team up issue yeah. or something.
2: Yeah, he's and Batman in the past like meets him, uh, and then he wakes up and he's like, okay, that's weird. I had dreamt about it, and then Batman shows up in his room. And he's like, you, you're you such a dumbass, you <laughs> yeah. think you could just <laughs> run in and just fight people whenever you feel like it, you dumb piece of shit. Yeah, he's like, oh is- what, you
1: just do this to boost your career or to get, like, yeah. basically get your rocks off? Yeah, you, you think this is shit. a part-time job, you piece of shit? You this can't half-do
0: what you were doing. It's got to be full-time. Your need, your obsession, the engine that drives you. It's got to it's, be who you are. Which, yeah, it's, it's a bit biased taking advice from Batman who has his own very severe problems.
2: Yeah, <laughs> especially because not all heroes are like the way Batman is. He's yeah, saying but, this yeah. like, you have
0: to be like me. But
2: and isn't it's that what yeah, Batman
1: obsessed. would do? Isn't this yeah, what he yes. does to every Robin? Like, <laughs> I really like the way Batman shows up and just be like, you're not as good as Batman, fuck! you
3: <laughs> but does he show up because uh vick is like delirious at this point so he doesn't know if it was actually a dream or if he was just imagining batman in the room Except and uh, then
0: I think tot starts yeah. talking to him and he's like here's what could he could have been telling you since you were thrown in the river and he contacted me to get to you yeah but, but it's all hypothetical it's like come on tot but todd also talking.
1: always does that where he's like i'm just gonna over explain everything
2: to annoy you <laughs> but tot, like they were mid-conversation when batman showed up so like i don't think unless todd's just
3: Todd does no, say like uh, I I
1: dozed off. Sorry. No, I, I think
2: what happened what,
3: what I, from what I interpreted like it seemed like they were they were talking, but Vic Sage oh. pa- passed out like, at oh, some point, yeah. and then uh, uh, Todd went back to sleep. So it's not clear what what exactly
2: happened. Where okay, you're right. You're but
3: right.
1: that's what they're going for. Like it's supposed yeah. to be like is this happening? Is it Vic imagining it? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So Vic is really busted up. He has like broken legs and casts and stuff, and he's like I'm gonna go on a trip. Uh, helicopter shows up from Shiva and is like Hey, I gotta bring you somewhere." Uh, it brings him to a cabin in the woods with some guy named Richard. Question mark Who is this guy? He's like he, you know?
3: uh, It's not really important who he is, but he, all he is is like a crippled
0: uh, wheelchair guy. But he wasn't. He was... <laughs> People are not defined. <laughs> he's a crippled wheelchair guy. But he's a, he's
3: a he's a guy in a wheelchair who is like a a master a former master martial artist. He was a character in the comics, but I didn't know that when I read this first comic. I just thought yeah. he was just a, a interesting guy who he's even though he uh, he's you know he's in a wheelchair. He's very wise, he, and, he, and he knows, uh, and he basically
2: uh, helps,
1: um, you yeah, know, Mr. Miyagi's. Like, yeah, yeah he
2: yeah. really like, it's, so, it's such a training montage from every movie, where he's like, I'm going to train your mind, like, you have to learn the way of the warrior. And he's like, but you're in a wheelchair. And he's like, it's, a, it's like a mindset thing, Vic. So he's like, I, I, just, I really up. like
1: the way that scene is portrayed, because at first, he's like, oh, am I going to learn martial arts from, and he stops, and he goes, oh, from a cripple? Maybe that's the first lesson. Like, yeah, yeah like that's that. good. And also,
3: uh, as as they're going through this montage, there's, there's, there's this theme going on, because like when he was in the water, uh, he was focused on time, uh, the time he was in the water and stuff like that. And then as he's training, he says, uh, t- he realizes that time being an illusion is infinitely malleable. It can be stretched, contracted. And like he has these well, Zen thoughts and becomes more uh, peaceful, talking about how he dreamed he was a butterfly and he woke up, he had a strange realization. Uh, he realized that w- when he woke, uh, 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 the man who had the dream of a butterfly... He realized when he woke up he didn't know whether he was a butterfly that, that was dreaming he was a man or or uh or <laughs> a man he was actually he real. A butterfly. It's
2: it's the it's the famous Taoist thing yeah. Like yeah. saying. So, loud, yeah, loud
3: so, so like as as he's as he's going through his training, he's, his mind's becoming blessed. like I'm gonna beat the shadow and I'm so fucking awesome, it's becoming more like, hey.
0: Less subjectivist.
1: Yes, uh-huh. exactly. Yeah. He's going from Phil to Daryl. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: uh and then Shiva shows up uh and she's like, hey, let's uh, well, first, Richard's like, I don't think you're actually like you're not a warrior. You're a curious and guy. He said like, Shiva
1: sent you here because she says you have a passion for combat. I think you just have a passion for curiosity.
2: And then Shiva just shows up out of the woods and is like, I think he's wrong. Let's fight and prove it. And they have a cool fight where he's like, oh, I'm Zen now. And and again, we have this whole time thing where he's like, you know, he's able to see the strikes before they happen because he's he's realizing time is is something that is not is not objective. Yeah. Um, and. She's like, yeah, well, I was right. You're a good warrior. And he's like, uh, or maybe I'm just curious to,
0: what, what does he say? See he says, that? maybe I'm just curious to see what
3: ha- will happen. If we, if we mixed
2: it
0: up again.
3: And then he asks her why he s- she saved him, but she just leaves. Which is, <laughs> Shiva, uh, Shiva's a very interesting character in the DC universe because she can kick anyone's asses. Like, Batman is fucking scared of her.
0: And oh like, really so yeah, she's like yeah. across oh, okay
3: yeah like what happened uh, is that they actually have a story where she trains Batman and she basically says okay I trained you Batman now you have to kill this guy or else I'm gonna kill you and like Batman's <laughs> like what the fuck do I do like, she, like I can't. she's gonna kill me I can't fight her and it's like uh, she's like she's like what character can do whatever the fuck she wants because she's such a great fighter and she basically does this, stories like this where she fucks with people basically that's cool yeah. she was yeah.
2: awesome yeah and then he's like, well, time to go see the people who killed me. And he goes to the reverend's, or the mayor's place, where the reverend always is. Um, and we get some flashback, again, from the re- the reverend saying, uh, why do I do why do I do what I do? Why am I evil? Audience? And he's, like, saying, <laughs> I realized in Vietnam that life is a nightmare that you can't wake up from. Life is like and- a
3: hurricane here in
2: Duckville.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, he's like, life is like a, uh, a nightmare and that since we're all stuck in this all I can do is become basically like Sly said before I can I can be someone adding to the suffering until the people until the corruption of the world is so great that the people, until God has no choice but to basically purge the world of its yeah. sin ex- I knew so my this mission to hasten see- the
0: corruption, to nurture the foulness until the, the almighty has no choice but to rain down fire and brimstone
1: so this is when we see the second half of his Vietnam flashback where he throws down the cross and picks up an AK-47 and kills everybody.
2: Yeah, he's like, I just start killing women and children, and, like, eventually God's going to have to end this shitty world. Uh, which I thought was kind of a cool character. Like, yeah, cool I one. think that's so. Because at first you're like, he's just evil just for fun, but now he's like, no, I'm going to I'm gonna bring God's wrath on the world. And then uh, he, uh, the question starts walking in, singing Danny Boy, and he's like, what's going on? I messed up the TV on. Where's it coming from? And then uh, the question shows up and says uh, he like puts he the Reverend gets to his knees and he's like, What do you want? And he says, I want you, Reverend. I want you to pray.
1: Yeah, which is, then it
3: ends. Yeah.
1: It's pretty awesome. So we're gonna skip ahead to issue eight from the same series now.
3: Yeah. Uh, but Just but my- it,
1: it it does more of the objectivist stuff. Yeah. Uh,
3: so uh, it, 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 uh, between uh, here and uh, issue two and eight, what happens is Vic Sage becomes like the protect- mm-hmm. like a new newly formed protector of Hub City, but more of a liberal piece of shit. Like he becomes <laughs> the fucking scum that <laughs> Mister A hates. And speaking of Mister A, we have this issue.
0: Yeah, and this issue is called Mikado. And it yeah. starts off with this guy hanging upside down over like this boiling uh, cauldron. Yeah, like which is begging for his life, and he slowly dipped down into it as a guy in like this kind of uh, Fu Manchu mask with the long mustache says, My objective, all sublime, I shall achieve in time to let the punishment fit the crime. Yep. And basically, it cuts, to, it cuts across to different people that are being captured and punished by this guy.
2: In the way that they are being assholes in their lives,
0: yeah, like uh, this super fat, obese dad that won't let his wife or children eat. And all... I was like, "What
2: is this?" Like he's like <laughs> he's as big as the blob, and he's like eating food, and she's like, "Please, we're yeah, starving." they're like emaciated, and, they <laughs> and like, he's like, "Eat shit." He <laughs>
3: throws food in the white mom's face, and he says, "They can eat that off your face." Fuck you. I, I was like, "What well, world?" Well, he is this
1: says guy he says that he's punishing them because she went to a hospital last time he abused her. No, said, this is No, you, they were yeah. abused I think the abuse was no food because the doctor said malnutrition. Yeah.
3: Was uh, and also, away. uh yeah. these these kids are bastards, so uh, and he's like, I'm doing you a favor from even ha- being your fucking husband and giving him a fucking name, so fuck you. i all the fucking food I want.
1: <laughs> it's just such a like it's, it's like such sick
0: people. It is.
1: That's what this is what Hub City is.
2: And then and then the way this guy gets punished yeah. is he Mikado gets, captures
0: him in yeah. the truck and then he tranquilizes tranquilizes him so he's paralyzed and and then he takes him to an alley and then cuts off all of his fat.
2: All the meat off his bones. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. The same way you saw him ripping the chicken off the bone. Like It's like they have this really close up on it. And then that's what happens to him. Yeah, so the other reason why I watched this issue is it shows you how shitty Hub City is—a better idea of how. Shitty I mean, something is something's wrong with like the water or the air. Like, some, like <laughs> yeah. these people are
0: demented. Like, yeah, they, something is fucked up. This is a product of their environment <laughs> fell. No, it's that they did they did this to themselves. I chose this.
3: Yeah, and so like one thing I like about they even have like a lore of how stupid Hub City is, where uh, Mira, uh, Vic's agent's love interest, and and Vic, they to uh, talking about how fucked all the fucked up crimes going on. They, make, they start making jokes. like, And this is a recurring thing throughout the whole series. Yeah. Like, what's the hub shitty straight? Five unrelated cards and a switchblade. Uh, what, what happens when the hubby stops paying his garbage uh, bill? They stop delivery. And That's, hub... I love that joke. Yeah. <laughs> and my, my favorite was, is when you hear about the, the hubby who tried to blow up the bus, he burned his lips on the gas pipe. So, like, a, a, hub, a hubby, a person in hub city is considered, like, the dumbest human being in, like, entire DC Yeah, universe. they definitely
0: have fucking lead in the water or something. Yeah,
3: probably.
0: <laughs> that was good because I had no idea what a hubby was because I didn't know the city's name. And I actually, I was Googling, like, sling. I'm like, <laughs> what is a hubby?
1: Is that, is like that, that a festive rocket like thing?
2: So, anyway, this is what most of the issue is. It's, like, it's, it's these people being assholes, like, sociopaths. And then this Japanese guy shows up and... Does that to them. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. He, he does his quotation as he murders them, which um, the question finds out from Tot is from Gilbert and Sullivan operetta.
3: The first suspect is a guy, uh, the first suspect that is, she's down is a guy who should have the unable to walk, so only is one of the final suspect, which is the doctor in the hospital in the slums where the crimes are taking place.
0: Yeah, yeah
2: so. It, the... it, it's like a mystery thing. They trace it back to the hospital. And they're like, well, everyone who comes in here. Uh, like they're related to having been to the ER.
3: Basically, like a yeah. person, a person goes to the ER, and a
1: person who caused that crime
3: to that person gets fucked up later on. Yeah.
1: So, like the guy that was being dipped in that cauldron, his son was burned badly in a bathtub like two yeah. weeks earlier.
3: Yeah. And so, uh, so it shows that uh, like Vic Sage says, the guy who it was the criminal. It could, could be a saint because the guy has such a uh, macular uh, like record of decency. He was a Vietnam War War a hero, and he basically went to work in the slums for eighteen hours a day, of barely barely any pay. And uh, they, 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 he assumes that the guy snapped.
0: Yep. So he goes, he breaks into his house to go see him. Eight, fixate. He, he I don't know why he does it. He's the one sitting in like the chair, like the mastermind <laughs> villain, waiting for him <laughs> to come in. And so he comes in, and this is a pretty good twist, that the guy who's doing this, Mikado, he's actually a black doctor. He was just wearing a Japanese
3: mask. He's just hes just, he's just the fucking uh, Asian face.
0: So then, because the question is a liberal, and he asks questions first and shoots later, he's asking him, it's like, um, I'm not a judge, though it may come to that if I decide to turn you in. I want to know why you did this. And so he uh, Mikado pours himself a drink, and then he pulls a gun out of a drawer and shoots... <laughs> uh the question in the neck and uh but it's great is i love that the question didn't even like it pans it shows the frame of mikado pulling the gun out of the drawer and vixage is still sitting there with it, like his fists <laughs> under his chin like oh tell me more it's like he couldn't
2: he couldn't have ever imagined this happening <laughs> are yeah. they gonna he's gonna fight me he's just murdered a bunch of people.
1: But so that's have... the thing with the question is he's more curious than he is like wants to do justice. Like that's kind of one of the themes is he wants to know more than he wants to stop it. So which passes... I find really interesting. He, he
0: passes out and Mikado explains like he, he regrets. He
1: he's like he's like
3: uh, unable to move his body, but he's like kind of is out, out oh, of it.
0: Yeah. So he says that like he regrets that what he has to do, but he's going to have to kill him because he knows. Uh, Mikado's identity and he says like he's
3: sorry for killing an innocent innocent person but the question says he's not innocent yeah the question says like uh, uh, he's not innocent he beat his girlfriend as a teen he beat up a a professor at a school he said he liked getting into fights that he knew he would win but he's trying to change and now he basically talks about the stuff he's done in the series so far like save a bus full of of children from a bomb and he says does he deserve to die like those other people he's not innocent but does he deserve to die too
2: yeah he says I don't do that stuff anymore but I did so I'm not an innocent person
1: but like he's (laughs) is basically it's an argument like and i feel like vic is genuinely asking because he also questions these things about himself a lot where he's like do i deserve a second chance or should i be punished for what i've done
2: yeah this stops the doctor from he he was about to stab him with this lethal injection basically
0: and and he's like yeah he turns it on himself instead after quoting... As he says the,
2: as he says the line. Yeah. I, love, I was like, no, what? He, <laughs> this guy, he's killing people for, for the things they did. And then he's like, w- am I innocent? Like, tell me. And he's like, shit, you're right. But the well, thing the, is, the
0: doctor's not innocent either. I know, and that's why he's like,
2: that. well, the punishment fits the
0: crime. <laughs> I'm going to euthanize myself. But then the question goes in, washes his face, and when he comes back out, Mikado's gone.
3: Yeah, so he might not have killed himself after all. And that that's, like,
2: that's a weird twist, I feel
3: like. like I actually, it would be
0: so fitting if he just died. Yeah, me too. I, think that was I, a, f- I felt like that was one of those comic book twists where it's like, in case anyone wants to use him again. Yeah. yeah I, I th- feel
1: I like hope. at this point in the series, because this series went on for like 60 issues. Uh, 38. 30 oh, was it? Yeah, 38. I don't know why I thought it was 60. Wow. Oh, it's six trades, whatever. I, I feel like this early into the series, they weren't willing to make those like hard ch- choices. Like, yeah. he this dead guy now. just
2: showed up for this issue, like, it's okay.
1: No, but, like... I yeah, I, I that's I, I agree, I agree that there was a mistake in retrospect, but I can see why they didn't want to kill this, this new character off. But I'm saying, as the series goes on, they do start to make much more aggressive choices like that. Yeah, And, like, this was one of the first... Like, this was coming out at about the same... I mean, it was a couple years later, but this was when DC started doing mature books. Yeah, so,
2: but why why keep around a character who's a hardliner, eye for an eye, and he's, he pussies out and does an eye for an eye
3: himself? Well, I don't think <laughs> that they had plans with
0: you the... can use him later.
2: Yeah, that's, just the only, that's the only top
3: process. I do agree with uh, Phil, but uh, like Ryan said, as, as they went further into the series, the
1: series takes more and more bold uh, risks as yeah. it goes on. And I think okay. they just weren't willing to take that chance yet. But I do agree, it would have been the better choice. Which is one of the things I don't like about comics. Well, it
0: does take these chances later, though. Well, I mean, I'm still, this still holds. Like, they still didn't yeah, kill no, this I guy right here.
2: Yeah, well, anime has uh, panty shots all the time. So that yeah, and weird.
0: I don't like that about anime.
2: <laughs> yeah, but you get, you get used to it. You're like, this is part of anime. <laughs> well, I mean, you can still complain
3: about
0: that stuff. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. So what do
3: you guys think about uh, the question overall after this, these issues? And compare comparison to Rollstrike especially. Um, I like that.
0: It, it's hard to get a good estimate when we only spend three issues with them, one of which is the old question.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you want to uh, read some more? Uh, I would be okay with reading more.
2: I I actually, I, when I were, when I was first reading this, I wasn't a huge fan. Um, but, and then after I finished, I was like, it's, it's pretty good. And then yeah. talking about it, I
0: was like, this is better than I was yeah, I thinking. Yeah, I think, I wanted to bring this up, but I didn't know, like, where to insert it or anything, but the, one of the worst parts about the question is when, at least when I was first reading it, and because I probably read that 60s issues, is its There's just so many comic book heroes and origins and characters that are so similar that I'm like, why? what makes the question different? He just seemed the same as everyone else where he's like, I'm a do-gooder that has a job and I'm in like my late 20s or early 30s and I'm really good at martial arts even though there's no reason for me to be. And I go and stop gangsters and everything ends out okay. And that's why I liked when this, when we were reading the the, uh, redo or whatever, Yeah. And this question, it started to get into more interesting topics that I wanted to see yeah, more Yeah, I of. think that like Kenny O'Neill, O'Neill one a, is way better. O'Neill's a good writer. I do like his writing. And I would read it more because of him.
3: And I love comparing it to Al Moore's complete opposite take, where he took Rorschach even further. Uh, the questioning of the objectives route, while Daniel Neal is like, "I'm going to take him in the super liberal route, like completely yeah. instruct him." I, I like feel that comparison.
0: like the question is a continuation of the original question. And a man is Rorschach is a man. Yeah, A-man. I agree. Yeah, Mr. A. Mr. A. The- yeah, I do, man. Think, Mr. I do
2: think I do think Rorschach is an interesting character too, though. Like, yeah, yes. I, I think I think both sides of that question are are interesting. I think they're like it's an interesting way to explore it because, like. For all of the, you know, like, uh, questioning, like, well, can people change? Uh, I don't want to ever judge people. Like, you do have some people who, like Angel in that, in Mr. A, you're just like, fuck you. By giving these people a chance, you are letting other people suffer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I
0: think that- That's definitely a good moral quandary. One of
1: the big reasons why I was really excited to do this episode is because we talk so much about, like, why, especially on our other show, Oops, I Talk Politics- another plug where we like talk about like why reinvent a character why not just make a new character and the question's one of those examples where they did both very successfully like they mm-hmm. reinvented it they they reinvented him as rorschach and it was a big success and then they reinvented him using his continuity and and like his job and his role and like built it into the character and it also works really well and i feel like it's such a good example of how like we could pick which one we prefer but as long as the story is good both work
3: yeah it's it's like the opposite
1: of like the problem we usually have where we read like the bad example of
3: one the other where they make a new character or they continue a character where they shouldn't have but this is an example of them one time they actually did it right both times
1: yeah and i can't think of another example where it worked both ways as successfully but yeah, so that's yeah. the question. Cool. All right, so uh, what's the question? <laughs> what was your question? Who's on first? <laughs> so, um, you should check us out on everywhere. We have a Facebook group we, now. We've had
2: too many plugs. We hit. No, the No, we're
1: actually gonna we're gonna do the real plugs now, the ones that matter. Okay. The buffalo. Yeah, the bu- <laughs> it's
0: true smoke man.
1: So we folded in the Oops! I Talk Politics Facebook group to be both. So now, if you want to talk about. All sorts of stuff, like existentialism and objectivism and all that jazz. Come join us at Oops I Talk Divisive Issues on Facebook. And you should rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. And I don't mention this ever. You should tell a friend to listen to us, because I feel like that goes way farther than anything. Yeah. <laughs> and that would be awesome. And, uh, Word of
2: mouth is how most things actually spread. Yeah,
1: like herpes. And some people... <sighs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, mouth, you know? So some, uh, some people have been adding their friends to the Facebook group, and it's been awesome. And they people seem to like our Flintstones episodes, so thanks, everybody. And uh, you should also check out the Comrade Radio Network and Facebook group. We're actually about to release our second volume. It's probably out by now, by the time this episode comes out, of the Spotify playlist. So you can find links to that on comraderadio.com or the Facebook group. So, thank you guys for listening to Divisive Issues. Ah, shit. <laughs> I've been shit. No, I've been not a mere dispenser of ent- entertainment, but a defender of truth and justice. I've been the product of my environment. I've been a
2: butterfly
0: dreaming he was a man. And I've been herpes. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Stay in continuity
2: independent podcasting network.